when we were thinking that tons of music was right around the corner, we find out that there's a ton of federal money that could help venues, big and small, that is not being spent. Enter a new organization called Oregon Arts Recovery, OAR, that has arrived to help matters. Jim Brunberg, one of the leaders in our music industry, both as a musician himself and as a venue owner, Mississippi Studios and Revolution Hall, has been working nonstop for the past year to convince government that music and music venues are vital to the life of Oregonians. He's with me on the phone with exciting news about a united front to help ensure that our venues survive and come back strong. The reason I reached out to you was to, to tell you about the Oregon Arts Recovery mm-hmm. p- Project, which is a thing that we're starting now because the state legislature uh, has announced that they're willing to hear proposals from entities that need assistance. Uh-huh. And uh, so my, my, my group of entities, that, that is venues and arts facilities and arts organizations, needs help. There's, there's no way we can get back to normal, right? Given the the meager assistance we've gotten, we can't hire people back. You know, there's no money in the coffers. People mm-hmm. have uh, been very patient with us, and we've been closed longer than any other state. We've been closed for 14, 15 months so far, and yeah. going on 15 months so far. And there's going to be another couple of months before we could even open our doors. But as, as you know, you can't just open the doors without planning it takes several months at least to put concerts together and to hire back the staff that we need to hire back and all that and we want to be able to hire back staff and give them you know better benefits than before and better Mm -hmm. go through better hiring practices and have more equity and do greater outreach to try to find the right people and the most deserving people that uh, that have been historically underrepresented in our venues so we're trying to we want to do it right but in order to do it right and even really to do it at all, we need help from the state. Unfortunately, the state, fortunately, the state has received ARP funding from mm-hmm. the recent Biden administration and, and Senate and Congress uh, movements, and it's pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, as I said, put out a, an invitation for people to present proposals. So venues got together um, under the flag of the Independent Venue Coalition and also working alongside the arts um, magnets, the the big seven as they're sometimes called, the, mm-hmm. which range from the High Desert Museum and the Portland Art Museum to the Symphony, the Oregon Symphony and the Shakespeare Festival. They've been very uh, just great to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland Center Stage also, where we have proposed um, and presented to the state in tandem, in in cooperation, we presented to them a package of assistance that's called the OAR. And, uh, we're, you know, it's, it's the Oregon OAR, or, or, when we have a little seal, uh, logo that we're toying around with, we, we really want legislators to, to be in chambers barking like seals as much as possible about how, <laughs> how the arts economy can help save Oregon. Cause right now it's in shambles. Uh, like, like I said, Oregon's been closed forever. So if you're a touring musician and you want to do a gig, you're going to Montana. You're going to Idaho. You're going, you're going to Nevada, Arizona. These states are open. Oregon is not. And without commenting on whether that's a wise path that the governor and, and the uh, OHA have followed, without getting into whether it's right or wrong, the plain truth is that we've lost 
all of our business, and it, it's not going to come back unless we really reach out for it. You know, bands have learned to route themselves away from Oregon. The, and East Coast bands, I've talked to a lot of agents and a lot of uh, bookers and a lot of musicians who are just saying, oh, we don't, nobody's planning on going to the West Coast. Everybody's stopping in Idaho, getting as far as Boise, turning around and going to the Southwest. P- Peter, uh, Diamond, the, uh, Peter Diamond, the, the artistic director of the... Um, Waterfront Jazz Festival said the exact same thing to me yesterday in, in, in trying to book this year's festival. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't get artists to travel here. Um, you know, you can fly somebody in, but mm-hmm. it, we're just not part of the routing anymore. Uh, and it's not mm-hmm. just Oregon's fault. You know, it's California, Oregon, and, and Washington. But yeah. of those three West Coast states, there's a lot of miles, you know, to get from the Rockies to here, mm-hmm. um, to get from Colorado. You know, there are a lot of markets in Colorado but there aren't many markets between Colorado and, and here. Yeah. So some acts are going as far as Boise and, and Missoula and Bozeman uh, and playing you know shows because they're open, but mm-hmm. nobody is coming to Oregon, and they're getting it's a habit now. And for that matter, uh, you know, big entities like P5 uh, or the rodeo, the, the the Pendleton Roundup, they're having a hard time uh, with those those national acts and those national shows. So that normally come to Oregon as a matter of course because people in Oregon love entertainment and they love the Pendleton Roundup and they love going to see big shows at the Keller and the Schnitz. Well, there's nothing that we can even get our hands on. We can't bring in those shows anymore. You know, there's just it's just impossible because there's no certainty. So long story short, um, we're asking the legislature to to help us with significant reopening expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day I was talking to the folks from the Aladdin Theater and they were going in to dust off the sound equipment and the, to do some maintenance, and they found that there was a honeybee hive that had taken up residence oh in God. the theater. Oh, and geez. so they had to spend thousands of dollars they had to spend to get rid of this uh, dangerous beehive. And, you know, that's that's just an example of the kinds of things that people don't think about um, when when they're putting things back together to get into reopening. You know, uh, some, of the, some of the more obvious things are that labor has gone way up. Mm-hmm. Um, labor is more expensive now, and a lot of the talent pool has left the states. You know, a lot of my favorite sound guys and sound women are still here, so I'm not yeah. ha- personally going to – I don't think I'm going to have a problem finding sound people, but a lot of uh, different levels, of, some of the higher-level people have gone and accepted touring gigs with uh, Southeast bands, you know, bands out of Georgia and out uh-huh. of Florida that are, that are hiring because uh, that's where the jobs are. So a lot of the talent has gone away. Uh, Jimmy Byron at McMinimins uh, has had a hard time, you know, rehiring his staff because some of his talent buyers have taken jobs elsewhere. For example, there's there's all sorts of examples where of, of things that we're going to have to do to reopen. That in some ways, it's like we're starting these businesses anew. It's like re, a totally brand new, starting from scratch in a lot of ways. All the sound systems need to be brought back in and rehung and tested, and the cables have rust on them. I mean, it's really. A yeah. long time since yeah. we have rocked out in Oregon. There's not, not been any music. There haven't been any plays. Um, you know, there's, there's just any number of things. So we, we we did was we polled. We did a big questionnaire over the last two weeks. We've been in mad gathering of data mode. So the, the big seven arts anchors, they went to their uh, people and they said, well, what do we need to reopen? And then we went to our people and uh, asked them, and that's the, there's about 100 venues that are part of this. Mm-hmm. We went to all these venues and said, what's it going to take to reopen? It's going to be really expensive. Um, so we gathered all the data, and we put together a figure um, for what it's going to cost over the next year to get reopened again. 
And then we're asking the state to pay for a small part of that. We're asking the state to pay for 10% of our reopening expenses, of mm-hmm. our reopening budget. And the uh, the big arts um, anchors are doing something similar. They're, they're taking a slightly different approach. They're asking for the state to pay for um, the difference between their cost of reopening now and their cost of reo- of what uh, their cost of uh, operating in 2019. Mm-hmm. Pretty big delta, big uh, big difference. Yeah. Um, but we're all doing it together, and we're supporting uh, a similar ad- ad- advocacy from LEIO, which is an organization that represents wedding venues and production companies, lighting companies, uh, wedding bands, things like that. Mm-hmm. They have an ask out there um, because all these businesses that have been shuttered for a year and a half or a year, and, it will be a year and a half for many of them, um, are just, they've got to basically restart. There's, you know, you got to do mm-hmm. demo on the old world and mm-hmm. be ready for the post-COVID world. Mm-hmm. And we're just announcing it now. It's called OAR. Um, we're all working together. The um, I'm, I'm hoping that Music Portland puts in something also for musicians and bands who need to go out and find uh, gear and re- rehearsal studios and things like that. My, I was going to call Mira later today and talk to her about this as well. Um, and the city of Portland's going to get some of this ARP funds. But my message to people out there is that if you've got a, uh, something that you do that you've been that you've been stopped from doing, usually that involves you know people gathering for one reason or another. It could involve, you know, it, maybe you put on a neighborhood uh, street fair that, that hasn't been happening for a while, or maybe mm-hmm. you do a farmer's market. Reach out to your leaders now. There is money coming down the pike. Uh, it is designed, the ARP is designed to engage in economic recovery. And I, I just can't tell people in the arts enough, like, you got to step up and, and organize and, uh, and ask our leadership to help usher this, us through this fucked up time, this messed up time. Yeah. And try to get through to the other side. Does that also include music journalism? <laughs> yes, and and it does in two ways, Tom. For one thing, now you're going to have something to talk about. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe not you, but other other music journalists who have sponsors to answer to can say, "Hey, my blog is going up. Please remember that I'm I'm out there. My article is going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you. You know a lot of." Uh, writers are out of work now because they might they write for a weekly a weekly publication or something that has just had to lay everybody off because there's no advertising dollars to support the institution. Oh yeah, uh, we, we know, lost all of our advertising. Yeah, because <laughs> there's of nothing it. to talk. We about. got a, no, we, we got a, to... we got a small grant which has kept us alive and will probably keep us alive till near the end of the year. But you know, I mean, this it's going to go away. I yeah. think that. The, the, there's two things, Tom. One is that this request that we have made of the legislature is going to allow us to start sending money in terms of marketing because we're mm-hmm. going to have shows coming back. Yeah. Right now we don't have any – venues don't have any money to, to, to spend on marketing right now, but hopefully they will, and that's part of the budget that we propose is marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also I think that you and the – Mercury and the Willamette Week, uh, and you know all the you know Oregon Music News and, and everybody mm-hmm. should be bonding together and forming some sort of connected trade organization that goes to the state and says, "Hey, we're just out of, as out. Of, we haven't had any revenue either because there hasn't been anything to advertise for people. Mm-hmm. We'd like some help, and I'm, I'm happy to help facilitate that and tell you who to talk to because you're going to have you're going to find some brick walls. Uh, there are people who are going to be." You know, there are some state representatives who who are going to say, nope, we're just we're, we're going to help nothing but uh, ranchers or anybody who supports my agenda. 
yeah. uh, politically. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but you might you might you know want to know that there are a lot of mm-hmm. state senators and state legislators out there, uh, representatives who want to help, who don't even know. They have no idea how much you're suffering right now, mm-hmm. and not just because of your sore back, but they don't they don't know how much <laughs> you're suffering because. There's no business model anymore. There's no business model right now no. for a lot, a lot of these businesses, and it's something that is so crucial to keep to keeping us together. You know, as a people, we need to read articles about street fairs and concerts and gatherings so that yep. we can go to those gatherings and we yep. can all stand stand together and share an experience that's going to help us understand each other better. We're never going to develop uh, a bridge between the ultra-left wing and the ultra-right wing no. uh, and be able to discuss anything on common ground unless we're out there meeting each other in person. Right now, mm-hmm. everybody's sitting at home watching Netflix and connecting and reading their own little personally uh, sculpted news feed that tells them what they what they think you people want to hear, uh, and we're becoming more and more polarized. And the only way we're going to heal as a society is if we get support for not only the institutions uh, like like venues that bring people together and uh, and street fairs and things like that that bring people together to experience things in the flesh together. But we also need support for your institutions and those are the the connective mm-hmm. tissue. You know, you mm-hmm. guys, the Willamette Week, the Mercury, mm-hmm. uh, that are help guide people to say, hey, here's a guide to all the great summer festivals that are going on this summer. Here's mm-hmm. a guide to mm-hmm. some some great even stuff like as stupid as here's a guide to great happy hours where you go and you sure. sit on a patio. Imagine imagine this with hundreds of other people who are sitting there, uh, you know, drinking and just being together. And maybe the guy at the table next to you has a, you know, like a Trump hat on and you end up striking a conversation with him and you end up finding some little tiny sliver of common ground. And the, the two of you say, well, that guy wasn't so bad. And then that that is how we step forward as a society. And it all like, like I keep saying, what well, we need the support. We need the financial support to be able to do these events. Yeah, you know, it's really true. And, and music is is certainly one of those avenues. I remember years ago that Rush Limbaugh used to play Clarence Henry's Ain't Got No Home on his radio show. And it, it kind of pissed me off. But on the other hand, I mean, that was just that was a that was, it was one good thing, you know, and it's it. it <laughs> Was he empathizing with the people experiencing houselessness by no. playing it? Was that no, his message? No, no, he, he, he just liked to, he just liked to, he just liked to sing like a frog, you know, <laughs> or sing like a girl. Either one. We don't know which one that was, but uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when when do you think uh, um, you'll see some results? Do you have any idea? You you, you must have some. You know, uh, uh, we got to move. It's it's moving pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't much time, really, because the ARP, the the have to decide on this thing before they leave um, their session. Yeah. Um, there are those in the legislature who want less to be decided. But the, the good thing is, to, even to people who are spend thrifts or, or are not wanting the Oregon legislature to spend money. This isn't Oregon's money. This is the people's money. It's yeah. coming from the federal coffers, and Oregon mm. is instructed to spend this money. This mm. is, the federal government says to Oregon, here's $4 billion. You need to spend this. So even the most conservative spenders need, need to get this money out soon. They've been instructed to by the federal government, and it's, that's, otherwise they don't get the money. And nobody wants, to, nobody wants Oregon to, to suffer in that way, I hope. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to tell. 
Um, uh, who wants people to suffer or not? But that's 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 a different subject. Um, but, oh well, okay. Uh, organ arts recovery. Uh, it's you're in motion. Um, what what is it? To, what what is your role in this? I'm the head of the independent venue coalition, but there's a team of us that work together on this, and we've divided it up geographically so that we can reach out into our own communities. So we've got mm-hmm. so the independent venue coalition is is a hundred or so venues, and they're all locally owned. And Oregon Oregon is unique; it's the only state in the country, and and I know this because I'm really active in NEVA, the National Independent Venue Co- uh, uh, um, Association. But mm-hmm. Oregon is unique in that all the venues here are owned locally. So when you spend money at an mm-hmm. Oregon venue, whether it's a big one or a small one, whether you're going to the Laurel Thirst, the Alberta Street Pub, or something big like the Brit Festival or mm-hmm. Edgefield, when you spend that money, it's going right back into the Oregon economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other state has a big presence from ha- big corporate entities like Live Nation and mm-hmm. AEG. These mm-hmm. are publicly traded, uh, you know, often foreign-owned or foreign-invested mm-hmm. Um, corporate uh, corporate entities without uh, any ties to the local community. So the the who is doing this is the IVC, which is the Independent Venue Coalition, which is which is me for for Portland. Um, the contact person for coastal venues is Jennifer Crockett at the Liberty Theater in Astoria. Mm-hmm. She's worked really hard to make sure that no um, coastal venues get left out. Mm-hmm. The the southern contact is Donna Briggs from the Brit Festival. She's amazing. Uh, in, for Central and Eastern Oregon, a little more sparsely populated, not as many venues, but still some great spots. We've got Krista Monroe from the Sisters Folk Festival um, and uh, Marnie Smith from the Les Schwab Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Byron, also from McMinimins, has been really helpful in, in, in this as well. And it's a matter of a lot of advocacy to make sure that all the legislature knows our story across the state, and then uh, ultimately it'll be um, outreach to the public because mm-hmm. the, um, this mm-hmm. is going to come up for a vote at some point. Um, so we'll all be reaching out to our different local areas to say, "Hey, call your legislator, uh, tell them you support recovery for the arts." And it's a it's a wide thing. So that's the IVC, but then also there's the arts magnets. Anybody who's ever um, experienced anything at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival or the Oregon Art Museum or the High Desert Museum or the Portland or the Oregon Opera uh, or the Oregon Symphony. These are the, these entities are asking for something as well, and we are fully in support and walking hand in hand with them through this. And then finally, the LEIO, which is the Live Events Industry of Oregon, uh, which is an organization, like I said, has thousands of members. Some of them are sole proprietors of entities that do, uh, you know, birthday parties, like a juggler. But most of them are sort of in between. They're small businesses that have a lighting company or a sound company, uh, wedding venues, things like that, that have not had any help yet. Um, and so we're working, all these groups tie together to make this thing called the OAR, the Oregon Arts Recovering. Are you booking uh, your own venues yet? So booking these days, for the last year or so, if, if you're a booking agent, what you are is you're a rescheduler. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have um, Lori Hughes Killen, who I know you know. She's fabulous. She's fantastic. Well, you get you you were lucky She's to amazing. get her. I'm telling you the truth. Yep. She's I wonderful. Agree. I agree. She's been doing all the all the local shows, and then Trevor Solomon is our main talent buyer now for mm-hmm. Revolution Hall mm-hmm. and Mississippi Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually were lucky enough that he he recognized that working in the independent sector 
might be uh, more fun and more fulfilling than working for Live Nation. So he's with us now. Um, no offense to Live Nation, you know, that, that it's just a different type of work. It's a different mm-hmm. type of outlook on, uh, you know, servicing the community. Mm-hmm. So Trevor's uh, doing an amazing job of, of buying shows for, for uh, Revolution Hall and some for Mississippi Studios as well. But mostly, we're, we have a jam-packed calendar that we just, of shows that we've rescheduled five times. Some of them have wow. re- been rescheduled six times. Jeez. Um, and so the calendar's full. Is, as soon as we can get the word that it's safe to get people back inside the buildings and mm-hmm. have shows and, and we're allowed to do so, um, we're, we want to do it. Uh, reopening is a sticky, sticky, sticky topic. Yeah. Because any any clue? About, do you have any clue when that might happen? You know... I feel like if I had Kate Brown on the phone right now and she were to answer us <laughs> fully, fully candidly, we would yeah. still have no idea oh, what, because it's, it's, uh, you know, we were told we had no guidance whatsoever from the state and from the OHA. And then, and then suddenly we were told everything's okay. Go back. We're going back to normal now. You yeah. know, just, it, it, oh, oh. And also you, you can't let people in without a mask unless they're vaccinated. So then that comes with all these wrinkles. Well, we have to hire a, a staff who's, who's capable of standing at the door and saying no to that angry, uh, vac, vax resistant person who doesn't, who doesn't want to put on their mask, but they refuse to provide proof that they've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going to work out. We, none of us have a good, strong prediction. Like, none of us want to be the, the cops here. You know, nobody wants to be the bad guy who's standing at the door saying you right. can't come in. Yeah. Um, and, and all, you know, as you know, anybody can easily forge that stupid little vaccine card. Well, so there's not really sure. a, there's no system in place yet. And there's no guidance on that. But basically we're being told that, you know, that the vaccinated people can get back to living a normal life. I personally want everybody to go get vaccinated because at some point I, I do worry that there's going to be some kind of a vaccine passport or something. Right. If there's another resurgence, uh, you know, if, the, if this thing comes back, it's a good idea to get vaccinated. You know, I do respect everybody's viewpoints, and I think that the the anti-vaxxers are 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 kind of um, drinking the Kool-Aid. There's a lot of conspiracy theory stuff going around out there. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, I would I would like everybody to get vaccinated. I don't think it's uh, harmful. The numbers don't show it. Every doctor, every scientist I've spoken with, and I've been thinking about this a lot, has said yes, get vaccinated. And, yeah. and I also am told by our our leaders and politicians and, and authorities that. It's the only way we're going to be really allowed to get back to normal business. So, yep, I think we're going to know more in, in a couple of weeks on that. Okay, um, I you know I just I can't predict what it's going to be, but I don't see that you know a little place like you know Kelly's Olympian is going to be able to afford to have two people standing out front, one right. you know mm-hmm. shining their lights on people's driver's license, and another <laughs> checking vaccination status. <laughs> Jeez. And then there has to be another to, to, to strong arm those people who insist on coming in or, or flexing. People have very strong feelings about this stuff. You know, every little venue can't hire a full time security staff just for the purposes of figuring out who yeah. gets in and who doesn't get in based on vaccination status. We already have oh. to have security um, because of the alcohol service. And, you know, we need to right. check people whether every every venue has to check everyone coming in the door to make sure they're not carrying weapons and that they're not visibly visibly intoxicated we already have those things uh, it's hard we can't do a vaccination test given our current staffing model we would definitely have to get help with that from the state if the state's going to require that next you'll have to have somebody to to make sure people aren't ugly <laughs> well you know everyone's <laughs> ugly uh, when they're trying to get in it's like this desperate 
desperate look whenever I try to get in someplace. I, and I used to sneak in. I'm a sneaker inner. I've Did done you? it. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, haven't, haven't we all at some point snuck in or well, yeah. gone, gone to places where we shouldn't have gone? Well, I, yeah. When I've toured as a band, it was always, hey, let's go see what's playing across the street. And we would try to challenge ourselves to see. So there would be always, you know, we play somewhere in whether it was in Santa Fe or New York City, and there's always, you know, hey, who else is playing in town? Let's get, let's use this break to go catch some music. And those we had a sort of a sense of, well, we're we're pros, we're on the road. If they knew, they'd put us on the guest list, right? Yeah. And we would try to yeah. sneak in. If we got buffed at least half the time. Uh, most it's all a matter if you can if you do you, it in a friendly way. Usually, <laughs> I could talk my way in as a member of the media. I had, you know, I, I, I know how. I know how to carry myself, you know, even, even even way back, you know, even when I yeah. was I was running the underground newspaper in, in Baltimore, Maryland, I could talk my way in. Hey, I'm the I'm, I'm the editor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, you, what do you mean used to? You can't you can't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course I could do it now. But people know me more. You know, I mean, uh, I'm not just I'm You're like just a local some, hero. I'm not, I'm not some hippie with you know, I went a whole summer with, without shoes in Baltimore, Maryland. And. <laughs> Oh man, oh, Jesus! <laughs> and uh, and that was uh, even uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, that was even uh, I, I, I was I think it gave me even more credibility. <laughs> the barefoot anyway, thing, yeah. That's what? Amazing. All right, that's hey, amazing. Jim, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, good luck with this because we need you. We need you uh, to, to keep doing what you're doing. Um, and thank you for it. And thanks, all, all the music fans, thank you also. We're just doing our best, man. We just want to survive. Yeah. I love music. I yeah. love that we yeah. have it, and I love making it. Uh, I want to get back to making music in venues myself. I don't really run my venues, by the way. I don't. I can't take the credit for anything that happens at Mississippi Studios or Revolution Hall. Really, uh-huh. it's... Uh, it's a bunch of people, a lot of whom are also musicians, who are doing their best to provide the experience that, that basically they hope that people have when they go out to hear music. So we're all in, we're all in it together, and I fucking hope we all get through this. We're just doing our best. All right. Well, as I like to say at the end of these coffee shop conversations, that's entertainment. <laughs>